0: up everybody and welcome back to the central virginia sport performance podcast as always i'm your host jay DeMeo, and today today's episode is one that's been a long time coming if i'm going to be honest with y'all today i have the absolute pleasure of not just introducing a 2023 presenter not just bringing on one of my good friends and colleagues but bringing on a person who's been extremely impactful with everything that i've built and everything that i've done in this field and has had a huge impact on countless coaches and the reigning defending best dressed strength and conditioning coach in the history of the atlantic 10 bk ben i'm so happy to have you today man thank you so much for spending the time with us today
1: hey jay that's a hell of a freaking a ring and you brought me in well man i appreciate you man. um it's super awesome to be on here um, best dressed you know that's an award that I, I brag about all the time I always name drop and say that you're the only voter in the whole thing but I appreciate it <laughs> uh, this has been fun um, talking about doing this the fact that we're here now um, is super cool um, it's been it's been a long time coming for this podcast I think literally over the last at least six years we've been kind of talking about it uh, especially since you've kind of started CVAPs and, and doing all the things that you're doing with your conference um, thank you for always thinking about me um, always inviting me to come on um, you know the time and place is a, a major thing when it comes to the NBA um, our schedules are wild <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know even with the season quote-unquote um, we still have wild things going on so I'm super excited to, go to, to talk in Atlanta and, and uh, mic drop out there too
0: yeah, man, it's going to be an absolute blast. And again, super stoked to have you here, buddy. And uh, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here. Let's, let's give everybody a quick little rundown. You know, like, first of all, who is BK? Yeah. How'd you get to the 76ers? And, uh, you know, let's get the elevator spiel of that first before we get going into some of the other fun things you got cooking.
1: Yeah, man. So, so um, who am I? I am um, a young man from Hillside, New Jersey, originally. I went to Blair Academy, a boarding school out there, um, repping Blair Academy always, uh, played basketball at Delphi University in college. Um, That's when I decided I wanted to be an elite strength coach and I locked in on strength and conditioning. And my journey took me from George Washington University as a grad assistant, University of Florida, University of Rutgers, or Rutgers University as an intern, um, back to GW as a head strength coach, um, eventually assistant AD there, and then over to Portland with the Portland Trailblazers, and then now here with the 76ers. So it's been a fun, what is it? Close to 17, close to 20 years, um, you know, getting this thing, the strength and conditioning thing done um, and just staying focused on my purpose, my mission. And that's ultimately to serve people well and just be the best performance coach I can possibly be.
0: Yeah, and when we're talking about, you know, the servant leadership and the servant mentality that comes with coaching, that leads us right into something that I think is really important for people to have a better understanding of, and that's the Great Day Squad. So let's talk about that really quick here. Let's A, plug what it is, how and how it came about, and really what the driving factor is. I mean, other than the great keep going and it's a great day for a run that you're going to see almost every day on Instagram, what is it, how did it come to fruition, and then what's the driving factors behind it?
1: Yeah. So, so let's talk about the fruition first. Um, I ran into a brick wall at one point during my career. Um, You know, I've loved chasing my purpose, but you know, things got real at one point and I ran into that, that um, figurative brick wall and I burnt out. And, and so um, mentally, physically, spiritually, um, I had to figure out where to start. And I started by just going back outside um, after not being able to work out for a little bit, you know, I found out from doctors, let me actually backtrack, I found out from doctors I had a heart aneurysm, um, actually before the heart aneurysm, excuse me, which was a, a pivotal moment. I'm um, coming up the elevator um, in my apartment, I sit down on my couch, and my heart rate's going like 185, um, just sitting on the couch. And I'm like, what in the hell is happening? Right? So that's how I learned about the burnout. <laughs> I learned that I was just doing a little too much at that point in time. Um, I was a little too hungry. I was chasing too much at that time. I was trying to eat more than I can actually chew at that time. And so um, moving forward, I said, all right, let me see if I can get back on track mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. And the first step I took was going back outside and just going for a light job. And I started to post on Instagram, it's a great day for a run. And with those posts, um, a lot of people started to retag their runs, their walks, and it became a thing right? So the Great Day squad actually started from um, that burnout moment. Um, I tried to take that negative moment and turn it into a positive. Um, and now we're in this awesome space where we have a community of over 3,000 runners on Strava. Um, and so we're focused on helping runners finish races strong right now, um, making every day great for every runner that participates in our Great Day 4 run club on Strava. It's super fun. Um, it's, it's something that I've loved to do. I've loved to do since Portland, all the way now here to Philly. Um, We host in-person events here in Philly. Um, We do um, something called a sweat equity circuit, which is super, super awesome. I go get strength coaches from the Phillies, from the Eagles, um, obviously myself from the Sixers and other awesome strength coaches from around the city. And we try to bring in people um, that are focused on the races that are going on out here. There's a thousand races out here. Um, The big ones are like the Philadelphia Marathon, um, the Philadelphia Half, the Broad Street run. Um, anytime you are signed up for a certain event, we try to attach those sweat equity circuits to those events to say, hey, we're going to actually give you an opportunity to connect with community, connect with the best of the best strength coaches, and we're going to do this thing together. So again, Great Day Squad is now a community of runners that are just trying to finish races strong.
0: Yeah, man, and talking about finding kind of that, that pivotal moment where you need to take a step back And figure out a way that, you know, you can continue to grow and evolve, but not just personally finding a way to flip that really on its head and make it better for everyone. I mean, it is really the ultimate way that I would think of BK, you know, is it's just someone that's going to find the best in the situation, lead by example, and pull people along with them.
1: Yeah, man. It's been something that, um, you know, it's a major pillar to my life. Um, I've been blessed to, to have two amazing grandfathers that were both pastors, one on a local level, another one on a global level, um, one on the local level. He was blind and he figured out ways to still support our family. We've got 40 acres of land that he figured out how to get. Um, he figured out how to continue to support the people in his neighborhood. Um, in North Carolina, they're big neighborhoods, right? But he still figured out ways to support people um, within our family because we have a you know, pretty decent sized family. And then on the outside of our family as well. I can go down to North Carolina now and people still talk about my grandfather who passed away years ago. And then my other grandfather and grandparents, um, they house refugees from across the world. Um, you know, I have Vietnamese uncle, I have, um, what is it, a white uncle, um, Jamaican, a whole bunch of different flavors in my family. And they figured out how to say, all right, this is what my life's about. It's supporting others and putting others in a position to thrive. And so for me as a coach, um, I've taken that baton and figured out and, and, and told myself, I have to keep pushing forward that mission, that initiative, that, that legacy. And I figured, you know what? I love strength and conditioning. I love our community. Let me figure out ways I can continue to pour into people in this community and go out of my way to support the people, you know, the gym pop, the athletes, um, maybe the elite, you know, athletes and the everyday
0: athletes. Yeah, man, one day to be sure that you're able to do that is to make sure that you have some stuff out there that's evergreen and there's really nothing more evergreen than a book yeah so let's let's dive into that a little bit let's talk about the book let's talk about what brought you to it and, and what people can find in it
1: yeah um so i've I've been blessed to i love to speak uh to people um i love to connect right that's that's something that's uh, one of my values and it's very important to me but um, I can't connect with everybody. I can't um, stay in that, that mentorship role all the time just because I've got to get back to business and be able to actually execute on my day-to-day. And so I took that step back and said, all right, what's going to be something that's um, uh, you know, forever living um, without me having to actually be around? And idea popped up and I said, you know what, it's a perfect time to write a book. Um, so this book um, that's going to be coming out uh, it's on pre-order now, but it'll be out um, officially closer to summertime after the NBA season. Um, it's called Climb. Um, and it's gonna be 14 Proven Steps for an Emerging Leader to Grow and Achieve. Um, this, this book actually started when um, I started to think about my younger self. You know, the, the, the intern um, at Florida that slept on the floor and was just hungry to be, you know, the best strength coach he can possibly be. Um, that person that wanted to, to go from being at George Washington University within his first year and taking that big leap to the NBA without you know, really sitting there and soaking up what's around me. Um, I believe Climb is gonna give you the tools to build a strong foundation, um, learn how to actually grow and then eventually um, achieve. And so I, I dive into a couple of different things from core values, um, support system, um, understanding how to pace yourself, um, understanding what a winning routine looks like for you Um, I try to share my journey. So I share stories about myself, um, some amazing athletes that i worked with, some coaches, uh, some front office people. um, And I try to just put things out there that allow the emerging leader, the hungry emerging leader, um, just to continue to push. Um, It's a nice, concise read where you read it, you can put it in your back pocket and you can go. I'm gonna give you action steps. I'm gonna give you things that make sense for right now. Um, The fun part about this book, it's just to see two more things to come. Um, the book is probably the first part. There'll definitely be an audio book because again, love to speak, love to be able to give people my energy. And I feel like that's going to be something that takes off as well.
0: Well, I think that the big thing too is the understanding that this is kind of a a tribute or communication to the BK of old so that he would know how to better prepare himself to take the steps and to be patient in the times where he needed to be so that he can continue to progress his uh, professional development forward.
1: Yeah. And I think just, it's funny, our climb is, is so unique to us, right? Um, Everybody has a different trajectory in life. Um, I I always tell people to like really figure out your purpose um, and then aim for that versus just always aiming for, you know, the materialistic thing or that one title. Um, Because you're going to end up getting rocked a couple of different times, and I want to make sure that when obstacles and challenges hit, um, you know my younger self those emerging leaders that are out there those hungry ones. They have a toolkit and resources that are going to allow them to now navigate all that stuff. Um, I'm a huge fan of roadmaps um, and setting ourselves up for success, um, and so I'm literally giving you 14 keys that I believe. Um, will help tremendously. Um, I even talk about a little bit about finance and just saying, hey, here's a financial roadmap. I think something that's huge for strength and conditioning coaches specifically is that we, um, we've been undervalued for a long time, right? But then there's opportunities um, maybe inside sport or outside of sport where, you know, this influx of um, resources come in, not just money, but just resources. How are you managing that? How are you taking that and not Um, you know, squandering, you know, that blessing that you've been given, right? So again, um, learning how to pace yourself, um, relying on that real support system, um, what's your core values, and ultimately, like, what's your belief system? Um, Please do not go out there in the world and attack life without having an actual belief system, because you'll mess around and connect with the wrong people. Um, Jay and I have stayed connected for so long, because our belief system and our values align perfectly. So it's very easy for me to pick up a phone call from Jay and be like, hey, what are you up to? He asked me to jump on a podcast. He asked me to come speak. You know, if I don't have something planned already, it's an easy hell yes, because he aligns with everything that I'm up to.
0: Well, I appreciate that, man. That means a lot coming from you. So thank you for for the kind words there. But I think that like even more so what that is a tribute to is kind of the progression of your career. So let's kind of go back full circle here and let's talk about how those core values and some of those Beliefs and thought processes have been molded through the steps, right? From Rutgers in Florida to your great tenure at GW to your time under Todd with the Blazers, and now with what you guys are building up there in Philadelphia.
1: Yeah. Um, so so going back to just values um and just understanding work and grit, um, hard work is is one thing that I've always focused on um because I know for a fact that you know, regardless of my skill set. That's something I can always bring to the table. I can always make sure to to stock the water case, right? I can always make sure to wipe down a platform. I can always make sure that the weights and everything's set up right. You know, that's what we learned early as strength coaches. Um, I feel like um, even earlier than that, when I took on my first job at like Foot Locker or Champs, you know, to be able to actually do the stuff in the back, right? The small details, um, you know, I think they always say the The person that can do all the roles in the business is typically, you know, the most successful person. And so that's the way I looked at that opportunity when I was younger. And I've held on to that throughout my my entire career. So anytime I now meet a new person um, to potentially bring on my team or, you know, support them and say, hey, here's another opportunity over here. I try to figure out if that value is there from grit to hard work and making sure that they are resilient enough to just do the small details the small things that allow them to move forward. Um, and then another big piece is just community. Um, community is everything to me. Um, I love figuring out ways to um, connect with it. You know, even if it's not my event, um, if it's something that aligns with me, uh, if it's a seminar, if it's going to church, if it's just a, a buddy or friends putting something together um, with a group of people that haven't connected in a while, I try to go out of my way to, to do those things just because I know it's pouring into my cup and it'll eventually help me you know, um, attack the day and not everything needs, especially for your preve- professional growth, not everything needs to be directly correlated to that. Sometimes you need your cup filled outside of that professional space to actually give you the energy to turn up in that space. Um, and then like the last big I'll kind of share is just my routines. Um, you know, I was a college basketball athlete, um, D2. Um, and again, super scrappy, um, you know, worked really hard defense was my thing Um, i found pride in it Uh, but the one thing that allowed me to all zillion as a player and now was just having my fitness routine down packed um having my um, having a practice that allowed me to now um write down some of the 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 hiccups that i may have so journal right so now i do a gratitude journal i'd also just do a morning journal this to kind of write down my thoughts and another big thing is prayer Um, so actually the way i look at it now is meditation um, meditation, prayer, and training. Those three things I try to consistently do. Um, and I've tried to do it from when I was in college all the way up until now. And, um, I can honestly say it's, 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 I've had my moments where, you know, I've been right on the money and then I've had my moments where I've kind of fallen off the the wagon a little bit, but I also know that when I get back on that wagon, when I get back on that horse, um, things are going to start to pick up again for me because it's a routine that's proven, um, to, to, to uh, push me to succeed.
0: I dig that, man, because I think that really at the end of the day, you know, morning routines have kind of turned into, like, this sexy buzzword cliche sort of thing when it comes to, like, the influencer world or whatever it may be. But it's always – it's just different strokes for different folks, right? Like, there's – whatever it may be, like, for some, it's meditation you know, and being able to kind of turn your mind off and, and just be one with nothing. For others, it's reading. For some of us, like the the routine of training is what keeps us going and, and the sanity to it. But really, I think what's, what's neat is that you're able to identify something soon. And all too often, it's hard for us to find something that really is you know, unique for us that's going to benefit our journey. And I think that that's really cool, man, because like for me, it took a real long time for me to figure it out and get back into reading. Like it took you know, going on and being on 75 hard to get back and be like, yeah, like this is something that like really helps me focus and, and is almost an escape. Not even reading like fiction stuff, like non-fiction stuff,
1: you know? And I think um, I think in, in in a big part of it too is like do what works for you. Right? Like I love audiobooks. Like this season, I'm on a mission to, to listen to a hundred audiobooks. Um I'm on number 30 right now. I just finished a book called Um Get Out of Your Own Way by Dave Hollis. Really good book. Um, Jay, I've recommended for you. I think you'd love it. Um, but I, I just I think it's important to do things that work well for you, um, and and the way you know is like feel. Like if you do something and that feels good, why not do that again, right? Especially if you're not cheating, you know, you're not you're not going out of your way to to kind of um, you know cut corners. Um, but if it's something that allows you to feel good, and again, you're going to run into some things that are new that's going to be a little uncomfortable, um, and yes, you're going to have to take a step outside your comfort zone, all that good stuff, but. If it feels good in that one instance, let's figure out how to now implement that, maybe not every day, but every other day, right? And then eventually it becomes this amazing routine where you now go from being that emerging leader to that extreme high level, high performer that's executing at a high level. And now you have the opportunity to step in certain spaces um, that may have a little more noise, maybe a little more chaotic and get things done efficiently. And now people are like, how the heck are you doing that? well, you got to look back, you know, maybe 10 years, maybe 15 years and say, well, it started way back there. Um, You may be seeing the fruits of my labor right now, but I decided then I was going to try this, this new thing. Right. And again, with the reading of the books, I don't think I really started jumping back into reading books, you know, post-college until my first year with the Blazers, um, which was in 2013, Um, 2013, 2014. You know, I had a couple of moments of just like, ugh running into to just the, that growth wall. Like, I, I don't know, you know, how to really grow. And, you know, I had to figure out what to tap into. And I did exactly what you did. I opened a book, started it, felt good. But eventually, um, 10 years later, I realized like, holy crap, what's more efficient for me, what I absorb, and what I can actually run with and execute at least 1% of what I learned is audiobooks. I could put that thing on two times through, go out for a run in the morning, stay super aligned with my values, my mission, fiction or nonfiction, and it's not something that um, is going to be distracting. You know, you can actually choose whatever it is that you're going to listen to and make sure that it pours into everything that you're up to.
0: Yeah, man, I love that, you know, because really what we're talking about with all of that, the grand scheme of it is almost a trial and error of evolution and development of the person that is the coach that's BK and the growth and development that has come through trials tribulations stubbing your toe falling down and getting back up and i think that that's an awesome lead-in to the first question of the big three man so let's dive right into these cool yeah man so dating ourselves here let's pretend you know doc brown and Marty mcfly are showing up in philly at your door bud with a delorean if you get one trip back in time to teach yourself one lesson what would that lesson be and why
1: Oh, first I would probably scream if I saw Doc and Marty at my door, just like Ah, Doc! <laughs> um, but I, I would, I would tell myself, um, going back in time, I'll tell myself to pause and pace myself a little more. Um, pause more often. Um, pace yourself. Um, practice gratitude. Um, be thankful for, you know, the, the highs and lows, um, the amazing opportunities. You know, I think about when I slept on the floor at George Washington, excuse me, at University of Florida, um, the friendship that came from that moment, um, the people that gathered around me to help me and support me, um, Justin Scotty, who's one of my close friends now, um, we met as personal trainers when I was at Gainesville Health and Fitness. Um, he just finished, he was a, he was a quarterback uh, and, and with the Browns, he got cut. He said, you know what, I'm just going to get into this training thing him and I became really close. I became really close with his parents, his, his whole um, extended family. They literally took care of me. They gave me free couches. His, his folks were like, hey dude, on the weekends when we take off, you can stay at my place, right? Why? Because they saw how passionate I was about strength and conditioning. They saw I came down to the University of Florida from New Jersey to, to live on the floor to just figure it out, right? So pause um, and, and pace yourself, but also just make sure you show gratitude um, because years later, um, to have that friendship is still amazing. You know, Justin's out there, you know, knocking things out the park. He works, I think he's a he's a coach now with the Vikings, um, dominating life. And, and it just, it's so cool to be able to look back and be like, man, like, even when you were broke, um, you still had, you know, the things that you valued the most. You still had community. Um, you still had loved ones, you know, around you and people that were there to support you. So you still had resources to help you get it done.
0: Yeah, man. And I think that that patience is something that all too often now because of the phones and the fake it till you make it world of Instagram and all of that, that like a lot of people are missing the forest for the trees with. Because, you know, so much, I mean, obviously I've been lucky to be fortunate enough to be here for as long as I have, but even like your longest tenure with the with, with GW brought you left a tremendous mark there. the The coaching tree that's you know that I mean started with Mark and then is now with you and the coaches that you were able to put out there through the GA programs that you developed, going on and and being able to work with Todd and do great things out in Portland. All of that happened because heh, lack of a better term, and I'm probably going to need uh, some sort of a trademark infringement talking to someone with the Sixers about this, but it was trusting the process. Right, and allowing it to evolve <laughs> and allowing yeah. it to develop, you know. And I think that that's something that, like, that I always think about when it, when it comes to like, well, is there the next step? And I think all too often people say, "What is the next step?" and saying instead of saying, "Well, is there a next step, or is the next step now?" And, and you know, too much of uh, what we do in this vocation is is chasing, you know, logos. When in fact, there's a lot of great things that can be done where you're at if you're patient and you build and you look at where you're at for the importance of what it is.
1: Man, I, I, I love that um, because every step of the way, um, I, can, I can honestly say there was a moment where I was like, man, what's the next step? And then out of nowhere, I'm like, it's now. So have you maximized now? Have you, have you made sure that everybody, everything, everyone around you has felt your presence. Um, meaning like, have you done a great job training your athletes? Have you made sure to connect with administrators, with coaches, with the people in the neighborhood? Do they understand um, your values? Do they do they believe in what you've got going on um, within that weight room and then everything on the outside? Um, and it's something that um, I've had to do, I've had to check myself multiple times on this journey because of being just so hungry um, and wanting to grow and achieve myself. Um, I've had to now um, learn how to just be extremely present. Um, and I can tell you today, I'm very grounded, I'm extremely grounded. I'm so blessed to be on this, this train over here with the Sixers just because, not just because we're, we're in a position to win a championship, but we align, right? They, they, everything that I'm up to, they appreciate everything that they're up to. I appreciate and, and it's a, a sweet spot to be in. I know there's gonna be a next chapter. Why? Because I'm gonna to continue to work on the things that I wanna to, want to work on and I wanna see out there in the world. And at one point, God, the energy out there in the world, whatever you wanna call it, is going to open up a door and push me through it and make me go do that um, because that's how it's happened along the way. Every opportunity that I've been able to, to um, accept and receive, um, again, um, a little bit of luck for sure, but a whole lot of faith um, and, and a whole lot of um, just staying focused on the process is it, the doors are just open. Um, and, and people that I was connected with along the way were just like, yo, dude, here's this cool opportunity, what you want to do with it? And it's like, oh, crap, it's a no brainer, right? Again, I just think focusing on where you are and maximizing um, who you are, who's around you. And making sure that um, you leave an amazing footprint, you leave um, an amazing amazing legacy in that space um, will put you or will
0: set you up for future success. Yeah, man, I love that. And I think that understanding and figuring out, or at least taking a look in the mirror and asking yourself, if you maximize now, is is really important because... It, it can allow you to not just self-reflect, but also allow you to direct yourself, right the ship, if you may, right? Like you can now say like, well, where am I not? Or am I, you know, it, it, that could even be the bigger question because if you have, mm-hmm. then maybe that is the time to start moving. But if there are things that you can continue to grow or projects you can keep and can keep evolving with, then, then you haven't, and you're still growing.
1: It. Yeah, man, and it's huge. Like, there's nothing wrong with with taking a couple steps back, being like, "Yeah, I'm a little frustrated." Yeah, you know, the last chapter of my life, you know, there was this linear path that I was on, and it, it was moving. You know, I may have hit a little vertical, and you know, I've got a couple extra bumps, you know, in my in my my pay. Um, you know, the, the the community of people were around that was around me at that point in time. They were. You know, they were all hungry for, you know, X, Y, and Z. Maybe you're now in a space where people are very content, you know, because as you climb the mountain, just FYI, like there's going to be people that you meet that are very comfortable with where they are. There's nothing wrong with that. Why? Because that's their purpose. That's what they believe their legacy is about. Never knock that, right? There's going to be people that you meet that feel that maybe you should be way further, right? Don't knock those people. Those are the people that are applauding you, you know, cheering you on. I just think it's important for you to really work on your own awareness, um, really work on yourself, get grounded and just make sure that you maximize. And you know, when you maximize the space, you look up and all the small ideas, all the small things um, uh, that you believe in, actually all the core values that you hold true to yourself, you see it in the organization, you see it in the people around you. Why, because you've gone out of your way to support and teach or again, if you have to talk to people above you, um, you've gone over your way to now show, like say, hey, here's a vision that I have. Again, might not align perfectly with what the Sixers are doing, but I feel like it's something that can add to the pot, right? So here, don't know what you're gonna do with it, but I know for a fact it'll help us as an organization. And then now you go back to your business and get, get everything done. So again, um, being present, staying present, uh, the power now, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, man. And in order to maximize now, you've got to be able to ask questions. And I think that, you know, that's a great lead in for number two, because we we live in a vocation in a world where, you know, in, in my opinion, strength coaches like to be the ones that seem to have all the answers. But really, we need to figure out what better questions are. We don't even know what the questions are yet. And we think we have the answers. So with that in mind, What's a question that you feel like we're missing to ask, and why do you feel that's important, and what impact do you see it having on this vocation?
1: Yeah, um, great question. Um, I think the question is simple: is have I mastered, or, or, or yeah, have I dominated my lane? Have I mastered my craft? Period. Um, if you haven't, you know, just put your blinders back on and make sure that you are the best of the best at what you're doing. And again, um, not comparing to others. But compared to yourself from last year, compared to yourself from last month, have you put yourself in a position to now allow the entire performance staff, the ATCs, the PTs, um, the head of all all of athletics or whatever it is within that organization, within that space, for them to rely on you specifically for that one thing. And and if you haven't just yet, get back to work. Um, I think a lot of the times we have all these major opinions Um, Because as strength coaches, we do have, um, you know, a skill set that can tap into a couple of different things, depending on the level that you're on, right? We know a little bit about nutrition. We know a little bit about sports science and all these things. Cool. So if that's on your plate, sweet. Make sure you master those things, but also understand that um, outside opinions um, are valuable. You know, listen to them, um, accept them, realize that they may help you improve your craft. Uh, Again, they may come off sometimes as a little snarky. Um, But that's the the work you got to do inside to not be emotionally triggered by some of those things. Um, Again, I've ran into people that um, are very passionate in how they deliver good news. (laughs) And you're like, man, is this good news? (laughs) I don't know. But at the same time, you got to be aware, like, man, this person sees me going out of my way to try to master what's in front of me, right? They see how I'm trying to connect and build these relationships and put myself in position to now... Um, make sure I can execute on everything when it comes to strength and conditioning um, and performance overall.
0: Bro, I think that that is something that in a world where we've talked about incessantly, probably since like 2011 or 2012, how you can't live in silos, how we can't be in silos, right? How everyone needs to switch lanes and this and that where we've almost started to turn ourselves into what we used to fear back in the day, right? Where we know just enough to be dangerous and we cross lanes and we get out of our scope of practice possibly too often and we step on too many toes as opposed to staying in our lane. And when we're asked to help switch lanes, just flicking on a blinker and shifting over to help you know i think that that's i i I think that that's so important and in all honesty one thing that pointing the thumb old graybeard really outstepped where he should have been in the past at times because it's what we thought we were supposed to do but when you're the master of your own domain and you're an absolute just wealth in your little area, you can contribute so much more by providing more in that specific, getting out of the way and then supporting how they may ask or they may need because you are the expert. Thanks. So it's it's brilliant, bro. I love that.
1: Yeah, man, I appreciate it. it again, it's taken some, some um, I have to add some patience on my end Right, I've had to do a lot of reflection um, and a lot of work. Um, you know, this, this is uh, a lot of the things I'm saying, um, from therapy to, to reading and listening to books, to, to, to being as vulnerable as I possibly can on podcasts and now um, the cathartic process of writing a book, um, you know, and getting out all those, those moments um, that I know um, were tough to, to, to go through, but to now say, all right, I wanna now use this tough moment to teach others. Um, it's put me in this position, right? So we're gonna make our mistakes. We're gonna have our bumps. Um, we're gonna bruise our knees up a little bit. But the whole goal is to always get back up and realize if your intentions, um, you know, are to serve well. And again, if you're stepping into this profession, um, you have no choice but to want to serve well uh, because that's that's literally our job. Um, so again, if that's the intention, um, you know, you'll be you'll be able to set yourself back up for for major success.
0: 100%. man. I, I love it. And you know, working on yourself, evolving as a person, developing as a coach, honing in on your craft. I mean, all of these things requires you to take a step back and, and evaluate things and, and make change. And I think that's a brilliant lead into the third one, man. And I'm, I'm excited to hear about this because you brought up quite a few of these things that could lead into the answer. So I'm, I'm excited to hear what you have to say. What is the major change you've made in your career that has improved not just your life at work, but your life away? And what's the crossroads that have brought you to that?
1: Yeah, um, so, so I've mentioned it before. Um, so burnout is definitely the crossroads. Um, and the major change is just, you know, stopping. Let's, let's actually remove the word pause um, and, and the whole pace thing. I stop. I'm, I'm here for that nap. I'm here for that that moment in the car, um, that breather. Um, I'm huge on breath work. Um, it, it calms down um, that nervous system. Um, I'm here for the sauna. I'm here for uh, therapeutic walks um, with friends by myself, um, uh, meditation, uh, getting that 20 minutes in the morning, if I can, in the afternoon as well, that transcendental meditation, um, going out of my way to literally uh, decompress, intentionally decompress has allowed me to continue to attack life and attack life efficiently um, and and not be so um, wound up with angst to want to get to that next thing. Um, Just because I've learned uh, and I'm starting to learn even more. You might miss out on this really cool opportunity that's two more steps ahead if you just keep stopping, reflecting, appreciating, um, practicing that gratitude, pouring into yourself um, in, in a holistic way. And next thing you know, you, you take two more steps. Um, you keep chipping away at work. And then somebody taps you on the shoulder like, hey, I heard you were interested in this. Would love to support it, you know? And next thing you know, that thing gets, you know, 10 x And now you're off to the races. And, and um, I just, I, COVID was a terrible thing that happened, you know, to the world. Um, I was extremely grateful during that opportunity. Or during that moment to have an opportunity to still have a job. I know a lot of people lost um, jobs and there was a lot of things that happened. But during that time, um, I had a lot of downtime and it was wild. I kept running and getting in crazy miles. And then it was like a week where I was like, dude, I'm not gonna do anything. <laughs> there was this blessing of like space to just stop. And I can tell you that following week, man, I got so many cool things done Um, from catching up on emails to catching up with family. I got to talk to my grandmother who um, passed away last year. She was 94, 95. We got to talk, like legit talk talk for the first time probably in my life for like days on, weeks on, um, because I had that space and I stopped, right? So again, pausing is a thing, pacing yourself is a thing, but sometimes you just need to stop, uh, put things down, allow the world to catch up with you. um, Because again, we're all hungry, we wanna chase after things, and and I think that's something that's helped me deal with all the burnout that I've gone through in the past.
0: Yeah, man. We all want to keep pushing forward. We all want to grow. We all want to continue to press on and fight through things. But you know when you can't do that, when you're guarding a desk, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yep. Find that me time. Find that me time. But speaking of me time. I can't let you get out of here, brother, without talking about what we're going to expect from BK down there, July twenty one, twenty two, Canton, uh, Canton, Georgia, down there at Play HQ. What are we? Uh, what are we expecting there on the docket, my friend?
1: First, some big old energy, right? So, if if you're there, if you're listening, make sure you bring some energy. If you don't bring any energy, I don't want to talk at all. It's not even gonna be fun at all, but I know you guys are gonna bring energy. So um, that's that's one. Uh, number two, uh, I'll be talking about culture, man. Um, culture is, is very important to me. It's very important to the organizations I work for um, and and how to actually build it um, and, and why it's so important um, for it to be built from the weight room out. Um, I believe we set the tone for a lot of things. Um, same thing, I think in college and pro sports, it's the same thing. We spend about 75 to 80% of the year with our athletes. Um, So we get to connect with them on a deeper level. And again, if the athletes are, you know, the commodity that everybody's coming to watch, we got to make sure that they receive amazing energy all the time. So um, when we talk this, or when I talk this summer and come down there and connect with you guys, I'll be talking about culture, the importance of it, um, how to start maybe, so you can start your own big energy culture. You can put yourself in a position to not only be connected to the athletes, but maybe your front office, maybe um, the coaches, maybe the business development, people um, that may have um, a connection to what's going on on the court, um, but not necessarily playing all the time. I believe that's a big part of culture as well. Um, Because ultimately, if, if you can set the tone for a culture, that means you're valuable to Not only obviously yourself, but to an organization. And they want to figure out now how to keep you around and how to support you so that you can continue to build the culture. Because again, the fun part about doing it for the Sixers, um, you know, my personal mission is not just to do it for the Sixers, it's actually to do it for Philadelphia, right? And then eventually do it for Pennsylvania and then do it for, you know, the East Coast and then grow and grow and grow from there. And it's a big ripple effect that always goes back to the weight room.
0: And it's a ripple effect that starts with you, my friend. Always been bringing positive energy. Always been leading from the front. Always been leading by example. I mean, shoot, I remember back in the day when these two, let's just call ourselves naive young 20-year-olds were running around foggy bottom, bouncing ideas off each other at center court, joking around, having a blast and, you know, some of the topics of the conversations have changed, my man. But for the most part, it's all the same. And it, it all starts with your positivity and your energy. And it's something that I've always been grateful for. And I'm truly grateful to have you as part of what we're doing here and, and being part of the seminar and, and finally being able for us to make our schedules work and get you on the show. This has been an awesome 45 minutes, my friend. And I can't thank you enough for spending the time with us today, BK
1: yeah no doubt man this is super fun and again i'm I'm happy that we're aligned are we're, we, we've stayed in touch and we have stayed connected so this is super easy and i'm pumped for this summer though it's going to be super fun
0: gotta be a blast buddy and we'll make sure that there's a link to the great day squad and get the logo down there and make sure there's a link to the pre-sale for the book on amazon so that everybody can get in on that before we get going because it's great stuff and you know everything you do is awesome my friend and i'm truly grateful to have you and in my circle, and it just means a bunch to me that you're willing to to be so open to help everyone grow. And I know, you know, from knowing you for as long as I have, that you'd have it no other way. And it's it's great to see BK evolve. And this has been a lot of fun. And I, I, I'm super grateful for it, man. You're kicking butt.
1: Thank you, man. I appreciate you.
0: Yeah, man. And as always, thank you for everything that y'all do for us here at Central Virginia Sport Performance. We'll be back next week with another awesome guest. We will see you then.